In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. This is the 45th sermon in this series of sermons from the Sunday Epistle readings. So much I want to tie together today in this sermon. May the Lord help me. In today's passage, St. Paul makes an interesting statement about the children of Israel, the nation of Israel. <clears throat> he said, I bear, wit- I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God but not according to knowledge. A zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Today I want to talk to you about the problem of zeal without knowledge. I believe it is safe to say that we have been seeing a whole bunch of that lately in our country. A whole lot of zeal and the political activism and civil unrest taking place, especially in the major cities of our country. But without knowledge, without godly knowledge, without discernment, really without any truth. The Black Lives Matter movement is probably the best example of this. Many millennials and otherwise ungrounded individuals have finally found a cause they can believe in, something beyond themselves to live for. Social justice and racial injustice. But if you really look at the Black Lives Matter organization. There's nothing in it about justice. They have one of their missions is to dismember the nuclear family, to get rid of the patriarchal system. Well, they've practically already done that in the black community. 75% Children in black homes grow up without a father present. They also have as their mission to put forward LGBTQ plus agendas and totally transform how we look at humanity. And if you look closely, you'll find that Any money sent to them on their website is directed to Act Blue, which is the fundraising arm of the Democratic Party. And yet many people have latched onto this as their cause. Zeal without knowledge. This past week, a Roman Catholic priest in Carmel, Indiana, was suspended by his bishop for speaking the truth, as I am today, from his pulpit, speaking the truth about Black Lives Matter.
My children in Christ, let us be zealous for God according to knowledge. We, as Orthodox Christians, have been entrusted with the Orthodox faith. We have the Holy Scriptures. We have 2,000 years of church history and the lives of the saints to guide us. We are, of all people, most equipped to be zealous for God according to knowledge. God is calling us to have a zeal for him that is based on the truth, not on lies, not on falsehood. Now, what was the nature of the Jews' problem when he says that they were zealous for God without knowledge? What is the actual problem? Well, he he tells us very clearly. He says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. In other words, they were locked in to their own righteousness. And for them, that was their nation, their country, being a free country, free from the rule of the Romans. And and having their religion. And so when God showed up in the person of Jesus Christ, they had no need for him. They were totally worldly. Totally worldly. They were focused on their world, their nation, and having a physical government and a ruler over them who was Jewish. And the restoration of the temple and everything being just about them. Without, they didn't need God. This is a very relevant topic today because we live in a world where so many things, people are focused on worldly things instead of heavenly things. Churches have been closed for weeks and months. Many people have been afraid to come to church, afraid to receive the Holy Eucharist for fear that they will catch this disease. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have caution because it is a very deadly disease. There's no doubt about it. And people who are elderly and people who have compromised health conditions already can be very hurt by this disease or even killed by it. But what I am saying is that at some point, every person has to decide, can I live the rest of my life without the Holy Eucharist? Do I really need the Holy Eucharist? In fact, that's the question we're being faced. This is the same thing the Jews were confronted with. Do we really need God since we have our nation? If we can just get our political system back and we have our temple, do we really need God? And we have the same question. Do we really need the church? It's nice to come to church. It's, It's nice to come and receive the Holy Eucharist. But if I've got to stay home for the rest of my life to avoid this disease... I guess I could get by, all right?
So many examples of choosing between the world and heaven. It was a very sad week for the Orthodox Church. We saw the Hagia Sophia in Istanbul turn back into a mosque. I mean, it's sad enough that it became a museum. For many years, it's been a museum, but the president of Turkey has decided to make it back into a mosque where everyone is welcome. Isn't this a sign of the times? Why now? What is the connection between everything else that is going on in the world? Many people are saying things will never be normal again. Are we going to allow our churches to never be normal again in the sense of never worship the way we've always worshipped for 2,000 years? Staying away from icons, staying away from each other, staying away even from the Holy Eucharist. These are tough decisions we have to face and we have to have discernment. We have to have be zealous for God with knowledge and we need discernment. The world is proposing that the world will never be normal again. Many of people are saying there is, no, there is no returning back to the way we were. The governor of New York has, has stated this fact. The world is looking at solutions to avoiding death, basically. The fear of death is motivating so much of what is happening in the world. And they are telling us that the worst thing that can happen to you is death. And that is not true. As Orthodox Christians, that is the fundamental question we have to answer. What is the worst thing that can happen to you? The worst thing that can happen to you is that you turn your back on Jesus Christ. No longer be a Christian. Become an apostate, as Julian apostate, as we read about him yesterday. The world is talking about universal surveillance, having a way of tracking whether you've had a certain disease or not, where you're going and who you've been in contact with. And we've been warned about this for 2,000 years in the book of Revelation. The sign of the beast on the forehead and or on the right hand which you would need in order to do business, to buy and sell. How, how could the world do this? Well, we'd have the technology to do it now. We didn't back when St. John had this revelation. There was no way that could have been done, but it could be done now. And I'm not, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not predicting anything. I'm just saying we need to think about it and be forewarned and be making up our minds now. Someday this will happen. It may be generations from now. We don't know. 
But we need to make up our minds now that we have decided, yes, there is a heaven, there is a resurrection, and the Holy Eucharist is participation, a foretaste of that reality. And so we need to count the cost. And not telling people who, who have been staying home out of fear that they're necessarily doing the wrong thing. I don't know all of their situations. I don't know the health problems that they're dealing with. But I'm just saying they need to be thinking about this. Because it could never, it could never be safe again. Potentially. We don't know what's going to happen with this virus. Ultimately, we are hidden with God in Jesus Christ. And so it is our mission to return as a parish to the normal of Orthodox worship. And that is what we were, are doing. And it is our mission to, to raise up our children to have this mindset, this sense of belonging to the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is more important than the kingdom of this world. I want to talk for a second about our Wednesday morning program, Kids Transfigured. Our mission in this program we do every Wednesday is to create children who have a zeal for God with knowledge according to God's righteousness. So we gather at the church every Wednesday morning at 9.30 a.m. We ring the bells. We come in. We say morning prayers. They are learning to pray liturgically and orient their lives around prayer. Then we sit down. We read the lives of the saints. We look at the heroes of the church. And every week we, face, we have somebody who faced this question, who faced this very important question about what is really important. And they answered with faith. So we read the lives of the saints, then we, the boys and the girls, get to the canter stands and we sing antiphonally the hymns of the church and they become leaders of the worship of the church and they prepare to take the leadership role in the church. Then we participate in some wholesome activities, folk dancing, and baseball and other healthy activities like that conclude the program with a snack and instruction from Holy Scripture. And as adult members of the parish, we have all committed ourselves to a lifestyle which reflects this zeal for God according to his righteousness. And this lifestyle includes a commitment to daily liturgical prayer in our homes, to the daily reading of Holy Scripture, and to active participation in the ascetical practices of fasting and almsgiving. And my children in Christ, this is the kind of zeal that the world needs to see. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory.